look in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. You, you know, if you're in this church, you realize we're not quite the norm. We're kind of like the mutt in the neighborhood. I don't know of anybody else that in the Thanksgiving season, they're preaching on the end times. And this week is the Antichrist, uh, right after Thanksgiving and before <laughs> But I believe I was directed of the timing, and the Lord knew that. So in between thanking the Lord and celebrating Christmas, we're going to make sure we're prayed up, packed up, and ready to go up, right? All right. Got a lot of information here, and so it um, reminds me of a story. The um, guy did a tent meeting and set it up in a rural country, and a big tent, sawdust, and only one person come. The preacher said, well, I don't know what to do. You're the only one here. He said, well, I'm just a farmer. But if I had a cow come, I'd, I'd feed him. He said, all right, so sit down. And he preached. He wore him out three hours. He preached. He preached. He preached. He got done. He walked over to him. He said, well, how did I do? He said, well, I'm just a farmer. But if I just had one cow come, I wouldn't give him the whole load. You know, so, <laughs> so I... I have to go ahead and say, usually I have one page and I got three, so maybe this will extend to the week after. As if I say that, it gives me liberty, the week after the uh, Christmas production. First John chapter 2, 18, 22, and 23. Little children, it is the last time. And you have heard that Antichrist shall come. But even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, and denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledged the Son hath the Father also. Before you're seated, let me give this disclaimer. That this passage does not say that if a person says, Jesus did not come in the flesh, he's not the Son of God that that person is the Antichrist foretold throughout the Old Testament and New Testament. It's he's of his essence. He's of his spirit. He's of like mind. But the Antichrist uh, is a well-known title, but it's very rarely used of the man of sin, the the son of perdition. But this geopolitical figure will be on the scene, and he'll come from obscurity, And he will rise in the ranks through intellectual prowess and cunning and oratory skill. And he will be in position to broker, facilitate a covenant with Israel and the neighboring nations, a seven-year treaty. And that's the introduction. That's how we know who the fulfillment, although there have been many antichrists, the one prophesied that's part of the day of the Lord, that's how we'll know he's the one. So having said that, it's important for us as we're talking about the dispensations that have happened and that are coming. We've talked about the advent, the second coming of the Lord as surely he came the first time. He's coming again with his church. We've talked about the rapture. And I want to talk to you by God's grace about the man of sin. This isn't going to be a shouting sermon, but I trust that you catch the theme of this. So that whenever you hear a message or read a book on prophecy, you understand not like there's the Antichrist, but 
who the Antichrist is. And you'll see his spirit already at work in the world. So pray for me as I pray for myself this morning. Lord, I just humble myself before you. I feel like, God, I've got so much in my mind that I'm not clear. Would you help me, Lord, to articulate your word with a simplicity and a clarity that brings about not just truth but understanding? Help me, Lord. I just surrender myself to you. Use me today for your glory, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Some of what I'm going to share this morning is going to be quite eye-opening. Some of you uh, are going to hear things you might disagree with. uh, But the majority, I think, will say, I didn't know that, but now that starts to make sense with what I've learned and what I've read. It'll pull together. It'll, it'll start to be interconnected for you. When you hear the word Antichrist, now we're thinking of the geopolitical figure always, but think of this. It means the opposite of anti, the opposite of, in the place of, or in opposition to. The opposite of Jesus Christ, in the place of Jesus Christ, or in opposition to Jesus Christ. That's the embodiment of the man, the superman that's coming upon the earth. But the spirit of Antichrist already is in the world. The mystery of iniquity is already being known. He's known by many titles and descriptions. And I apologize a little bit in advance. I've got a lot of reading. I don't usually like to read I'd rather just look you in the eye and talk, but some of it I'll try to glance up and just tie this together so you'll get a feel for him today. Not like we really want to get a feel for the Antichrist, but we want to know so that prophecy will be made clear for us. He's called by many different titles and descriptions, and these are just a few. The profane and wicked prince of Israel that shall come, Exodus 25, the beast, Revelation 11, the willful king, Daniel 11, the lawless one, 2 Thessalonians 2, the wicked one, Psalms 10, the adversary, Psalms 74, the head of many countries, Psalms 110, the Assyrians, Isaiah 10, the violent man, Psalms 140, the king of Babylon, Isaiah 14, the son of the morning, Isaiah 14 as well. But the Bible refers to him as the son of Satan, the seed of Satan. Genesis 3.15, if you want to look in your Bible. Genesis 3.15, when, when Adam and Eve fell, there was a, a curse given that also enlightened us to the role of, of Satan's plans and the future of the Antichrist. God said to the serpent, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. He cursed the physical serpent in the garden that it would crawl on its belly and eat dust the rest of its days. But the indwelling of Satan, the tempter, he cursed with a different curse. He said, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman and between her seed and your seed. Everything is an imitation or an opposition or it's in the place of. And in the same way God has children, Satan has his children. God has a flock, they have their flock. But the Antichrist, 
is the imitation. Christ incarnate, God in the flesh, Antichrist will be Satan in the flesh. An indwelt, embodied, to my knowledge now, you can, if, you, if you've studied this out and have found it, let me know. That's the only time I can think of where an angel entered a person. It said that Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. Satan did, which brings me to this. Now, some of y'all have never thought this out or heard this. I've read and studied it for years, but there's not many situations given where it's beneficial to exhort you (laughs) to this. But in this understanding of end times, it is. Many scholars, uh, historical scholars, believe that Judas Iscariot will be the Antichrist. Now hear this out. Jesus called Judas the son of perdition in John 17, 12. And Paul said of the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians 2, that until he that restraineth is taken out of the way so that the son of perdition can come. The only two times that title is used are in those instances. Jesus called Judas the son of perdition And Paul said the Antichrist is called the son of perdition. In John 6, Jesus answered them, Have I not chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Not a demon, but a devil. Thirty-eight times in the scripture is that word devil used, and thirty-five times it's used of Satan himself. That's hard to ignore. The other three times it's used as a slanderer, but... There's no record of Judas slandering Christ. But Christ said, and one of you is a devil. In Acts 1, it says of Judas, what is also said of no other man, that he died and went to his own place. We know when people die, they go into the the Hades, the lower part of the earth, waiting on the resurrection and the judgment, uh, the white throne judgment for the lost. And we now, because heaven's been opened, we go into God's presence to await uh, our resurrection. But it says that Judas went to his own place. And then in Revelation 17, the beast that thou sawest was, 17 verse 8. Listen very carefully because you'll miss it if you're not focused on this. The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend Out of the bottomless pit. So that typifies the beast, the Antichrist, was at one point living, is not, shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, have his day, and then go back to perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not, and then yet is. So the world will understand that the Antichrist was, is, not, then becomes again. There will be an understanding. So do you see the imitation? Who else was, okay, God incarnate, the Christ, Satan incarnate, the Antichrist. Jesus, I'm the one that liveth, come on. And was dead and am alive forevermore. Do you see the imitation? I was, I was not, I am, and then he will be cast into perdition 
at the judgment. And it says, Here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen. One is, and the other is not yet to come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. That's the Antichrist. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth. And he goeth unto perdition. And the ten horns which you saw are ten kings which have received no kingdom yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. Now understand, what I'm trying to share with you in this beginning stage, there's hundreds of verses that are interconnected. You could study for two years. But the Antichrist is going to be this for sure. An imitation of the Christ. In the place of the Christ. And in opposition to the Christ. The spirit of Antichrist you now see in opposition to the word. Christ is the word. In the beginning was the word. So the spirit of the world that opposes the word of God. The ways of God. The people of God. The, the, the nation of God. Israel. That opposition. That spirit. This man will embody it. And in the same way Jesus was filled with, without measure of his father's spirit so shall the Antichrist be endued with power. Now, there's much recorded about, uh, well, not much, but a lot that's recorded about Satan says, speaks of his power and glory and dignity. It is my understanding is that the, he was the preeminent angel, the preeminent um, cherub, some descriptions in the Bible says that Satan was the pinnacle of beauty and he was made. It would appear that his body was designed in a way that when he worshipped it was musical. And his power, if, if just an ordinary angel can slay a hundred thousand men in a night, what can Satan do? This man of sin is going to be a superman. And I'll get to this later, but a superman of intellect and cunning and persuasion and processing and capacity and uh, be able to cast spells to and, and, and show supernatural elements of power. And when he steps on the scene, it's going to look a lot like a Marvel movie that we're conditioned for. And he's going to say, I'm nothing but an enlightened you. I am you. You can become this. Now, so skip from that. So, John, do you think it's Judas? It's hard to get away from Jesus calling him the son of perdition. But it, it, we'll find out. The point is, we will know him how. How will we recognize Antichrist? How will, how will we, if we are still here at his revealing, I don't believe we're going to be here, but how will the world know when he brokers the covenant with Israel and the many nations, the seven-year period of tribulation begins. Tribulation for three and a half years and then great tribulation at the abomination of desolation when he desecrates the temple. All right, this will be a little easier to process. Let's look at his similarities to Christ because to fool me, to trick me, there has to be enough like it to cause me to be misled. Both were the subject of Old Testament prophecy. 
And I'll give you these verses. I'll put these on the website for you or on the app. Daniel 11. Both were revealed at a specific anointed and prophesied time. Jesus, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth the Son made of a woman. And Antichrist will be revealed at a specific appointed time. Both were real men according to the flesh, but Jesus was more than a man. Antichrist will be a man, but he will be more than a man. He will be divinely supercharged, if you will. Both will make a covenant with Israel. Christ is our great high priest, and Antichrist will be Israel's great high priest. Both will be recognized as king of the Jews and king of kings. Both will perform genuine miracles. Christ did, and he shall. This is really amazing to me, the minutia of how God's word makes it impossible to miss. Both have an earthly public ministry of three and a half years. Antichrist will have one for three and a half years, and so, so did Christ when he was on the earth. Christ is referred to as him which was and is and is to come. The Antichrist is referred to that that was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. Jesus descended from heaven. He ascends from the bottomless pit. Christ died and rose again. So also may the Antichrist die and raise again. Both are objects of universal worship. And both of their followers will be sealed in their forehead. The Bible said that God has marked you. Those of you that are in Christ, he's marked you unto his own. And when Antichrist comes, he will command that, and he comes into power at the three and a half year mark, that no man can buy or sell unless they have the mark, the mark of his name, the mark of his number, or the mark of the beast on their forehead or in their right hand. Some type of scanning um, you know, don't get hung up on, is it going to be an RFID? Is it going to be nanotechnology? They're going to be able to scan you. That's all you need to know, and however that comes. But he will make them take a mark. Do you see, what I'm hoping out of today is that there's layers and layers and layers of confirmation to you. He's an imitator. He's an imitator. Anything that God did, uh, God had a son, Satan's going to have a son. God had an earth. Satan takes the earth. God has a kingdom. Satan has a kingdom. You see, God's son rises from the dead. Antichrist is going to rise from the dead. And don't think that Satan's not powerful. Watch this. How does Satan take Jesus into the spiritual realm and show him the kingdoms of the earth to offer him? How? Interdimensional travel or cognitive transfer, he's able to take Jesus up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, all this I'm going to give you if you just bow down and worship me. And that angel is going, that angel, Lucifer, is going to inhabit and empower in the same way the Holy Spirit inhabits you, this man, with all of the knowledge of history, all the knowledge of that which was before the earth, at the foundation of the earth, no one's going to be able to stand against him in any area. And he's going to rise up out of the earth, not with violence, but with prowess and with power. And it's all going to be an imitation. Jesus said, 
I came in my father's name and you didn't accept me. But another's going to come in his name and you're going to accept him. All right. Let's see where I'm at here. We're good. Good. His imitations of the Christ. Can I read a couple of these to you? Y'all okay? All right. Do we read of Christ going forth to sow the good seed? Yes. And then we read of the enemy going forth to sow his tares. We read of the children of God, then we read of the children of the wicked one. God working in his children, both to will and do of his good pleasure. And then the prince of the power of the air says, In the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Do we read of the gospel of God? Then we read of the gospel of Satan, another gospel, which is not a gospel. Did Christ appoint apostles? Yes, then Satan has his apostles. Are we told that the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God? Yes, then Satan also provides his deep things. Revelation 2. Are we told that God by his angel will seal the servants of God in their foreheads? Yes, and that Satan by his angels will set a mark in the forehead of his devotees. Does the Father seek worshipers? Yes, so does Satan. Did Christ quote scripture? Yes, so does Satan, Matthew 4. Is Christ the light of the world? Yes, and Satan is transformed into an angel of light. Is Christ denominated the lion of the tribe of Judah? Yes, and the devil is referred to as a roaring lion. Can't even get his own name. Can't pick his own animal. You know, Christ is the, li- uh, the lamb of the tribe of Judah. Yeah, well, I'm a roaring lion. Everything's an imitation, an opposition to, uh, to the Christ. Christ is the light of the world. Satan is also referred to as an angel of light. We read of Christ and his angels, then the devil has his angels. Christ worked miracles, so will Satan and the Antichrist. Christ is seated upon a throne, so will Satan sit upon the throne on the earth. Christ has a church, Satan has a synagogue. Christ has a bride, listen to this, and Satan has his whore. Revelation 17. The whore, the harlot church, which is a false bride that fornicates with all the other worldly religions. That's why your pastor tells you all the time when people say, we're all God's children. No, we're not. No, we're all his creation. We're not all his children. He creates his bride. And it's a separate bride. It's a chaste bride reserved for the biblical Christ, not a pseudo-Christ, not one that looks a little bit like Jesus. God has his vine, Satan has his city, uh, Babylon. There's a mystery of godliness, and there's also a mystery of iniquity. God has an only begotten son. We read of the son of perdition. Christ is the seed of the woman. Antichrist will be seed of the serpent. The son of God is also the son of man, and the son of Satan will also be the man of sin. Is there a holy trinity? Then there must be an evil trinity. In the trinity of evil, Satan himself is supreme, just as the blessed trinity, the Father, is governmentally supreme, and that Satan is several times referred to as Father. And unto the Son, the Antichrist, Satan gives his authority and power to represent and act for him, just as God and his Son received all power in heaven and earth from his Father and uses it for his glory. The dragon, Satan, and the beast, Antichrist, are accompanied by a third, the false prophet. And just as the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Spirit, brings all recognition and worship focus to the Son, so also will the false prophet 
use his power and anointing and sway in the world to bring worship to the Antichrist. Now, the Antichrist will be more than just a man. He will be the devil incarnate. He will be supernaturally empowered and not recognized by the masses. Uh, in the same way Christ came, um, very indiscreet, meekly, mild. The Antichrist will come up um, and, you know, one of the horsemen in Revelation has a bow. And you see the horse come out uh, with, the, with the bow, but no arrows. He conquers not by force, but by cunning and by power. With, with influence. Very quickly, let me give you these two. Charles, do you have that slide for me there? Just differences. And I know we're covering a lot, but I'm going to bring this together for you in just a second. Christ, the man of sorrows. Antichrist, the man of sin. I'll read them for you. Let's see. Uh, the prince of peace, the profane priest. The man of sorrows, the man of sin. Christ the Lamb, Antichrist the Beast, Christ the Glorious Branch, Antichrist the Abominable Branch, Christ the Son of God, Antichrist the Son of Perdition, Christ the Good Shepherd, Antichrist. Now these are biblical definitions, terms, the Idle Shepherd, Christ the Truth, Antichrist the Lie, Christ the Holy One, Antichrist the Wicked One, Christ the Seed of the Woman, Antichrist the Seed of the Serpent. If you want to do further study on these, um, I encourage you to look at uh, Warren Wiersbe, his commentary. Also, uh, A.W. Pink has a PDF book, The Antichrist, and several others uh, online. But a, a lot of the, the, the specific material was garnered from his book. All right, I'm, I'm going to skip my number four so I can get to the, the fifth one here. Uh, I want to talk to you about, I've shared with you some similarities and I've shared with you some differences. I want to talk to you primarily, the second half of this message, about his place. The Antichrist's place, his, his presence, his power, his prowess in the earth, in his hour. Jerusalem will be his religious house, his religious base. Rome will be his political base. And commerce will flow from Babylon. Babylon is not New York City. I know you read all these commentaries and the U.S. is Babylon. No, Babylon is Babylon. And it will be his home base. Him being an Assyrian Jew, he will present himself as a Jew. Uh, he will work from that platform, a headquarters there, but also from Rome, the, the city on seven hills. And that's where... The Roman Catholic Church is in Rome itself. And that will be a headquarters for him politically and commerce from Babylon. And the spirit of Antichrist, 1 John 4, 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not God, but it's the spirit of Antichrist. This man and this culture that we're in today, anything that denies Christ or his words dilutes Christ or his words, diminishes Christ or his words, replaces Christ or his words, false Christ, false gospels. Do you see the attack on re replacement ideology from creation? Oh, we don't believe that. It's evolution. 
uh, well, God made male and female, created them. No, there's 54 genders. Everything is an opposition to, a replacement of, it's a spirit. It's a spirit of lawlessness and iniquity. He will embody that and help push the world over. Can you imagine what the earth will be like when you take the restraining force of the church out of it? Not local, I'm not talking about the local churches. I'm talking about the Christians. Then there's, it for a, a lot of cases and purposes, the sanity will be removed. And he'll be able to come in and just finally push people over that just want to be led, sadly, like a, a, a lamb to slaughter. The prowess of the Antichrist. He will be an intellectual genius. The devil's imitation of the blessed one. Do you remember they said this about Christ? In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He will be an imitation of that. He will surpass Solomon in wisdom. Listen to this in Daniel 7. The Antichrist is represented as a horn that had eyes, which is a double signal symbol. The horn has strength and the eyes speak of intelligence. Again in Daniel 8, he's referred to as the one who shall understand dark sentences. The Antichrist will be able to unlock and explain in simplicity the occult. He will be able to explain and model interdimensional travel. It is your pastor's opinion that with this intellectual prowess, he will be able to explain mysteries like what we're missing in quantum physics what we're mi- the missing pieces to the mysteries of the universe and the kingdom he'll be able to come in and explain the, the curing of diseases the uh the calling down of fire out of heaven the, 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 see that's mastering the elements there will be and it's trickery it's imitation where god has authority and power you could have an angel just throwing fire from heaven at his command. But because you can't see it, it's veiled. You remember what I told you about interdimensional? It's not as mystical as you think. If if you're in a, like, let's say this is a lake and there's a fish down there. He has his little world. And I stick my hand in, alien, alien, where's that coming from? Alien. And you pull your hand back. Up. Oh, okay, good. You see, well, I just entered into his dimension from outside that dimension. Well, angels have access, but he is going to, Understand and explain the occult, mystical experiences, uh, drug-induced experiences, astral projection without the drugs. He'll introduce a lot of this mystical, occultic, God is where you find him. Zone in, go to your inner self. But he'll be of such intellectual genius and prowess that no one can debate or argue with him. The wisdom of the ages in one man. Now, Christ carried the wisdom of God. Antichrist will carry the wisdom of the world. He was there when the sons of God shouted praise at the creation of the earth. He he watched it be made and hung on its foundations. It indicates indicates the Antichrist will be the master of all the secrets of occult science. 
Listen to this for those of you that are students. In Ezekiel 28, it declares of the Antichrist, Beholding you, Behold, you are wiser than Daniel, and there's no secret they can hide from you. Somebody tell me what Daniel did that was so wise and unbelievable in the Old Testament. He told a man what his dream was, then interpreted it. Not just interpreted it. How do you know what someone dreamt? Now watch. Daniel knew because God told him. The Antichrist will know because he can see into other realms and dimensions. One wisdom is from above. The other is from below. But he, he will be able to perform impossible things with his mind in front of the kings of the earth and they'll say who can stand against this guy is that rain oh we got a plumbing leak what oh the air kicked off all right number two on this i'm sorry yeah he will be an oratorical genius we are told in Daniel 7 that he has a mouth that spake very great things. Here also will evil imitate the one. You remember what they said of Jesus? Never a man spoke like this man. So everything you see when you study this out, this man of sin is an imitation of and in opposition to or an option of Jesus Christ. Satan made sure that the things that Christ did, he wants to say, look, see, I'm going to be like God. I'm going to ascend. I'm going to have my man in the earth. Revelation 13 declares that his mouth is the mouth of a lion, implying awe and attention, where Antichrist will have the mouth of a lion. When, when a lion roars, everybody else shuts up in the jungle. That's what's going to happen here. He's going to be on platforms, uh, televised and untelevised, where the kings of the earth are just going to be quiet. After he's done talking, it'll be kind of like a joke on CNN or whatever shows they still have, news shows. He'll be done talking. They'll say, uh, yeah, what he said. No one is going to be able to oppose him at any level. He is going to be already prepared endued and ingrained so by the time he is revealed he's already in the system he will be a political genius emerging from obscurity his diplomatic skill will win the admiration and compel the cooperation of the political world Daniel 11 says that they will first first they will not give him the honor of the kingdom but he will come in peaceably and obtain the kingdom by flatteries once the ascendancy, none will dare challenge his authority. Kings will be his pawns and princes his playthings. He will be a commercial genius. Daniel 8, through this policy, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. Ezekiel 2 declares, with your wisdom to the Antichrist and your understanding, you have obtained great wealth. You have gotten gold and silver into your treasures and your heart is filled because of your riches. Under his regime... Everything will be nationalized and none will be able to buy or sell without his permission. He will maneuver the financial systems to make him the wealthiest person in the world and then orchestrate, organize. see, the, the current 
Bilderberg Group, the Rothschilds, and all their little monetary system. He's just going to come take over all of that. And then he's going to implement the global system. He's going to be a commercial, not a wizard on Wall Street. He's going to be the man. He is going to take whatever he wants, when he wants, through intellectual uh, superiority, if you will. Very quickly, he'll be a military genius. He will go forth and conquer, Revelation 6. He'll sweep everything before him so that the world will exclaim in Revelation 13, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? By the time his influence is garnered, his money is acquired, his uh, support is given by all the nations, when he targets an area for military opposition, who can stand against the beast? No one. He will be a governmental genius. So completely will the world be swayed by the hypnotic spell cast over it that the beast and the ten kings of the Roman Empire in its ultimate form will give their kingdoms unto him. He will be the last great Caesar. And finally, he will be a religious genius. He will proclaim himself God, demanding the worship of the world. If our musician would come, please. He will proclaim himself God, demanding the worship of the world. And under his guidance, the false prophet, through signs and wonders, will sway others to serve and worship him. It says in Revelation 13, 3, that all the world wondered after the beast. And for his encore, listen to this, stay with me. For his encore, he will have a fatal wound and come back from the dead again. In the earth, one place says a sword, a fatal wound. What is that an imitation of? Jesus Christ. So you see, with all that I've shared you with you today, my point, my goal, is for you to be prepared in understanding, not to identify the Antichrist, but to know where you are in the time frame. The world has prepared, the spirit of this age has prepared the stage is set. The dispensation is coming to an end. And the world doesn't want a righteous Christ. It wants an antichrist. It wants, listen, I'm going to bring it all together for you. It wants not a son of God, not a son of heaven, but a son of the earth. Not a holy, but a carnal. Not a prince of peace, but one that gives a false peace. Not one that shows me the truth, but one that shows error and lies. One that tells me what I need to hear, but the Antichrist, they want one that will tell me what I want to hear. One that wants me to be conformed to the image of God's Son, and the other says, you be conformed to yourself, be who you want to be. He'll be what they want. He'll be what they deserve. And he'll be what they get. So the Antichrist will be on the earth. The, when the midpoint of the tribulation happens and great tribulation is poured out and there's great wrath, the wrath of God, the wrath of Antichrist, great wars, tumults, 
then Christ comes, as we talked about in the second advent, with his church with him. And in the brightness of his coming, all this illusion, all of this imitation, all of this global influence, like you would pop a balloon with a hot pen. Bam! It's over. And just destroyed. This pseudo-false kingdom and false king with all his power and, and grandeur and recognition and notoriety for all his attention to detail he is powerless in the face of the son of God powerless Christ ain't scared his church is not to be scared my elder brother Jesus whipped that serpent 2,000 years ago at the cross he nipped at his heel but Jesus crushed his head Seed of the serpent, I have the seed of the son. Christ, Christ is ours. Not hope to, not maybe, not might. People get so, oh, the Antichrist. Well, he's going to be Superman, but he's not the son of God. And did you know that Christ lives in you? Now, I'm about, I'm about to hit it. You ready? You ready for me to wrap this? Say, yeah, I'm ready. I'm hungry. I'm going to wrap this up for you. Pastor John said, the Antichrist is going to have the actual devil inside of him. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Antichrist is going to have the devil inside of him. I house the Spirit of God. Almighty, you house it. The miracle is not the Antichrist. The miracle is that people like us can become sons of God. Do you see? So in its perspective, all that scares the church and the world, the, 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 the relief it gives me is that God wrote history before it happened. Say, John, I got this. I know how it's going to end. I know how it started. I was there. I know how it's ending because I was there. And I didn't come back. Time, I, I operate outside of time. I'm going to tell you how it ends. I'm going to tell you what he looks like. I'm going to tell you where he rules from. I'm going to tell you about Rome. And I'm going to tell you about Jerusalem. And I'm going to tell you about Babylon. And I'm going to tell you about the mark, the mark of his name, the number of a man. I'm going to tell you about the world and the commerce. And then I'm going to tell you how uh, without the mark, no one can buy or sell. I'm going to tell you about all of this because I'm God Almighty and I write the script for the world I made. So as we are swirling and all this that's going on in the world and the anarchy and the chaos and the confusion, we are children of the day. We're not confused. We're not confused. We're not worried. We're not anxious. I'm talking about the man of sin coming. My Christ is coming back. <laughs> I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus. So don't be confused. Somebody says, he's here, he's here. Jesus is over here. I ain't studying that. I'm not going over there. I'm not looking. And he's got power. I'm not looking for that either. I know Jesus said, my sheep, what? No, my, oh. So y'all stand with me. All that oratorical genius. Let's just hypothetically, 
final thoughts, hypothetically, let's say we're still here and he comes on the scene and he takes the microphone and they say, never a man spoke like this man. We who are believers said, he don't speak like my Jesus. What do you mean? He knows stuff, but Jesus knows me and I know him and that's not my shepherd's voice. Make sure in this last hour you walk close with the Lord. Verify everything by scripture. Don't be confused and don't be paranoid. Don't be scared. Read about it all. Don't don't worry about the end time. Here's what you need to know. If you are in Christ, you're good. (laughs) You're good. You know how in we are? You know how in we are? If you take a tea bag and you put it in hot water, now you got tea. Now take the tea out of the water. I can't do that. Take the water out of the tea. I can't do that. We're in Christ. And he's in us. And now you can't take God out of me and you can't take me out of God. I'm secure. We're in the last days. And many antichrists have come. And the spirit of antichrist is in the earth. And your pastor firmly believes that the antichrist is in the earth today. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't know who he is, but I believe he's in the earth today. I'm not scared at all about it. Nor should you be, because your faith and your life is hid in Christ with God. Amen? Pastor Jeff, where are you? Will you come pray for me real quick? Pray over us. You know you've lived when the pastor asked you to close a service about the Antichrist. All right, so I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy, would you? Not a problem, Pastor. <laughs> Love you, brother. Let us pray. God, how holy your name is. We're thankful that you sent your son to be everything that we need to recognize you, Lord, because you sent him first so that we may know you. But Lord, I know that that there's a spirit here that you've allowed. I know that there's something within this world that you've allowed so that we may see the true nature of evil, so that we can recognize the true nature of truth. Lord, how eloquently it has been shared to us what our future may hold. And Lord, our future holds nothing that is going to be bad or, or sad, God. Because we know you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to be with you in a time well before that happens. But, Lord, what about those that do not know you? What about those that that have no idea about who you are? Or they're questioning, God, what their future may be. Lord, let us be an example for that. Give us the ability and strength to walk boldly in your name, representing who you are. Give us the understanding, God, of your word because we study it. Give us the understanding of your nature because we pray to you, God. Give us an understanding of you because we have a relationship with you, Lord, so that others may see you through us. We may be the only thing that they may see that shows them the truth of who you are. So, Lord, grant upon us a heart that desires you more. Draw us closer to you, Father. In this moment, in this time, where it, is, where it is confusing, where the world is separated and the world is scared and the world 
is lost, God, let us be a foundation piece for them to anchor to, God, so that they may know that there is a God, one that loves them, one that cares for them, one that will forgive them if they repent, Lord. And, Father, in that, let us walk affirmed in your name first. Jesus, I know you are coming. I know you are coming. And our heart longs for you, Lord. But in this moment, Father, give us the wherewithal to carry your name boldly into this world so that people may see you. And I pray all this in your Son, Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. Forgiven because you were forsaken.